Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to another episode of Lows to Highs, Going Inwards and Growing Up. If you're new here, hello, my name is Karin and this is my podcast. (laughs) If you haven't already, feel free to follow and subscribe so you can get up to date on all of the episodes and all the ones that are coming. But as a quick gist of this podcast, Essentially, the whole essence of it is how to live a more present life and evolve into the better version of yourself by looking at all of the lows and all of the highs going inwards and learning from them to be ultimately become the ideal version of yourself. So that is done through entrepreneurship topics, self-growth, mindfulness, wellness, healing, personal development, the full gamut. So all the good stuff in one place. But I'm so happy that you're here and I'm so excited to record yet another solo episode. So before I get into the topic, which in today's show, I'm going to be talking all about how to live mindfully during every part of your day. But before I get into that, I have two quick updates to share with you guys. The first is coming out of my last episode, which was all about avoiding burnout. After I recorded that, I took a really good look at my life and what I'm doing every day. And I realized one thing that was actually making me feel very overwhelmed and stressed was having my new episodes launch on Fridays. So what I'm doing now is I'm going to switch the day where I release new episodes from Fridays to Mondays. And the reason why I'm deciding to do that, and also this doesn't really make that big of a difference for you guys, it's only two days, and you're still going to be getting weekly episodes. But the reason why I'm doing that is after a long week and a busy week, if I don't have time to record before Friday... I get really stressed and I feel very overwhelmed and then I quickly record something and I don't like it and then I don't release it. So giving myself the weekend to gather my thoughts, gather myself, gather the topics I want to record and then recording it on a Sunday night just makes my life so much easier and that way I can give my 100% energy towards it. So that's a little update slash switch I'm going to be doing starting this week. (laughs) So nothing really crazy there for you guys, but just wanted to address that because you will, if you subscribe to, you'll know the difference. The second thing is I've been a bit quiet on my Instagram lately because this past month is, has been very busy. I've been super busy with work, everything is picking up, and then second, I'm moving out in a month, or no, less than a month, oh my god, less than a month, and so the past few weeks have just been me buying all my furniture, online shopping, going to stores, buying everything I need for my new home, finding the paint color I want to paint, just kind of getting everything in order for my move out date, which is set for like end of April. And so I'm kind of going a little MIA just to get my shit together, to be honest, because I'm feeling very overwhelmed. There's so much that goes into moving, especially when you own something because you want 
everything that you purchase to be something you could have more long term. And so I'm being very mindful with how I spend my money, how I'm planning to move out, the things I want to purchase, um, and all of that. So I'm really taking my time in creating the space that I want to create for myself and building this new beautiful environment that I'm going to call my new home. So a lot of my energy is going towards that. So I'm kind of going to be quiet over the next few weeks on Instagram. I'm still going to be posting and writing and all of that, but just not at the same frequency that I have been for the past, you know, two years. So bear with me with that. But another thing with the apartment update is once I have all my shit sorted and together and once I've like painted my apartment and I started to and once I've moved in I'm going to be spending a lot of time and energy showcasing that that entire process creating my home showing a lot of interior design you know pictures and videos and information I think you know, interior design has been such a huge part of my life. And on my Instagram page, you'll see how much I connect with it. And so I'm really excited to bring a new side to ECA New and show this other part of me, which is going to be very exciting. Um, And one more thing with that. So obviously, I'm so excited to for this next chapter in my life. I have been waiting for this moment for about three years since I graduated from college. And as much as I am so excited for the, you know, from four weeks from now, one thing that I'm actively doing is really trying to be present and enjoy the now. I will never get back these days that I have with my family and being at my home and, you know, in the environment that I currently am in to this level. So while I'm so excited for what's to come, I'm really just embracing the now. Like I'm really just trying to show up every day where I am, taking advantage of every part of my day and just being present because I know the future is going to be beautiful and wonderful, but I don't want to miss out on the moments that I have now. So that's just a little tip or like update on my mindset throughout this really drastic change in my life. So anyways, let's talk all about how to live mindfully during every part of your day. When I first was exposed to this whole wellness and mindfulness world, my first misconception was that in order to be mindful, you need to sit cross-legged in a quiet room, have meditation music playing, and focusing on your breath for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is. I really thought that mindfulness was simply just meditation and breath work. And over the years, I've learned so much, um, specifically that that is not just what mindfulness is. And so today I really wanted to spend time talking about how you can live a mindful life throughout every part of your day, every activity you do, everything that you give your energy towards. And I hope and my ambition for this episode and talking about this is so that you can be aware of how you're showing up every day and actively choosing to do so in a mindful manner. 
and you'll learn after I talk about all the different categories that mindfulness extends through every category of your life. It extends through the relationships you have, through your work, through your eating, through your routines, through your movement or exercise. It really touches on everything that you touch and everything that you experience. And the more mindful we are throughout our days, the more present and whole and satisfied and content we're going to feel because we're going to essentially be feeling present through every moment. And when we feel present, we feel very grounded. And when we feel grounded, we feel like we're at home. So that's the grand ambition. So how I'm going to talk about this is I have several categories that I'm just kind of going to go through one by one on how to approach it in a very mindful manner. So first thing is first, I'm very big on morning routines. I think it, I think how you spend the first 30 minutes or the first hour of your day sets up the tone for the rest of the experiences you're going to have within the next 24 hours. And so one thing that I have really embodied for the past five, six years is having a really strong morning routine so that it could set the foundation for the rest of my day. For me, a mindful morning is journaling, getting my thoughts out, expressing gratitude, setting my intention for the day. It also includes meditation. So some days it's five minutes, some days it's 30 minutes, but I do it in a very mindful way. I really check in with myself and ask myself, what is my body and my soul and my mind craving right now and what does it need? Does it need to sit in silence for 30 minutes? Great, let's do that. Does my body and my mind and my soul just feel like five minutes is all I need to like shake me up and get me started for the day? Great, we'll do that. Do I want to add some breath work in there? Put that in there. If I don't feel like doing it, I won't do it. I don't force myself to do those things. I genuinely have built such a great foundation from doing it every day that I now crave it and it's now something that I look forward to doing. And some days if I skip my five-minute gratitude journal or I forget to meditate, I don't kill myself over it because I'm human and life gets in the way sometimes and that's absolutely okay. Another thing in your morning is checking in with your mood when you wake up. When you open your eyes, do you feel a heaviness in your heart? Do you feel anxiety building up? Do you feel calm and relaxed? Do you wake up with a smile on your face because you're excited for the rest of the day? And no matter what emotion you wake up with or no matter what feeling you have in the first two to three minutes... Don't let that determine the mood for the rest of your day. So if you wake up feeling happy, beautiful, great. I love that for you. But don't expect you to feel happy up until nighttime because some something might happen, something shitty might happen or an inconvenience, but you can't let that affect you. On the contrary, if you wake up feeling sad and restless and anxious, Check in with yourself and ask, what can I do today to change my mood? What can I actively embody to change how I'm feeling? So really checking in with yourself right from the get-go in a very mindful way. Another thing that I try to do 
in the morning is inspire myself from the get-go, whether that's, you know, going on Instagram and, you know, f- seeing what other pe- other creators are posting. Sometimes I'll read a magazine. Sometimes I'll watch a YouTube video or I'll read an interview or an article. I'll go on Tumblr for like 10 minutes. I think inspiring yourself in the morning is really important because from the start, you're setting yourself up in this place of that's a dream, that's a goal, that's a vision. I'm inspired. How can I take that learning and bring it with me throughout the rest of the day so that I can show up in the way that I'm inspired to show up? So that was number one, morning routines, having a very mindful foundation. The second topic I want to talk about is eating. So whether you eat right when you wake up or you like to fast or you're not hungry until noon, one thing that I have been actively trying to do is really just listening to my body. And I've had gut issues for 15 years and I'm still trying to heal it. And so with that, I have over the years, I developed a really poor relationship with food and I really never looked at it as a way of nourishing my body. I viewed it as more of like a punishment, to be honest. And that is something that I'm actively trying to work over. So one thing that I'm really trying to embody every day, and it is a struggle and it is very hard, but I'm aware of it and I'm working on it, which that's why I'm proud of myself to be able to talk about this. But it's really just listening to what my body wants. If it's hungry, I'm going to feed it exactly what it's looking for. If it's feeling full, I'm going to listen to that as well. I really ask myself, am I eating because I actually am hungry and I want something or because I feel sad or happy or anxious or stressed and and I'm using food as a cope mechanism? So really checking in with myself on when I'm reaching for food. Another thing that I've learned is really just giving my body what it's asking for. Like if I want to have, I don't know, a sandwich at 11 in the morning, I'm going to do it. Like who cares that it's before 12 o'clock and you're not really, society tells you not to eat a lunch before noon. Eat whatever you want. If it's late at night and I'm hungry and my stomach is growling, I don't care that it's after eight o'clock and I already had a big dinner. If I'm hungry, I'm going to eat something. And even when I'm asking myself that, a way to check in whether it's my emotions doing the talking or if it's actually my hunger. And sometimes I find myself opening the pantry late at night and I'm like, I can't tell if I'm hungry, but I want something. I want a snack or I want a specific flavor. Often that comes from emotion-based eating (laughs) habits, but what I will do to kind of check in with myself in a very mindful manner is I ask myself, is this going to serve me or is it going to clog me? And really quickly, after I've asked myself that so many times in the past few months, I quickly can connect with my gut and it'll send a signal to my brain, Karin, this is going to clog you. I don't want it. 
or cutting, this is going to serve you, you're craving it, and it's going to nourish you. So really checking in with yourself and asking yourself those types of questions. Another thing is really just being present when you're eating. I love, you know, watching Netflix or like flipping through channels when I'm eating a snack or eating a lunch. But sometimes what I love doing is just eating in silence and really just being there with my food and giving the food the energy that it deserves and the time. So every bite, I really savor the flavors and the textures and try to enjoy every like chew (laughs) that I'm having and really just enjoying the entire meal that I have created for myself. And because of that, after I eat, I feel good. Like I don't feel clogged. I don't feel overly full because I can catch myself if I'm getting too full because I'm really savoring every moment of it. And then lastly, make it a fun activity to prepare your meal. If you are cooking yourself a nice dinner, put on some music, get the vibes going. Like pour yourself a glass of wine, dance a little in your kitchen, make it a fun activity, just be with yourself enjoy the process of creating something delicious, enjoy the process of like grabbing things out of your pantry and putting it on the counter and enjoy chopping up your veggies and just really be present throughout that entire experience that you're creating. It really is, food is really a beautiful thing that this earth and this universe gives us and we often overlook it we're always on the go we always grab a bar or like a quick little snack and we don't enjoy the food we don't enjoy the process but when you mindfully eat and when you mindfully prepare a meal you're so present and that's all that matters and it just makes a very minor part of your day something so beautiful The third category that I want to talk about is content conception. So obviously, we are all on our phones 24-7. It's hard to not be. I get it. In the mornings, I tried not going on my phone in the first 30 minutes. I can't do that. Um, I could do a whole episode about that. But like one thing that I am actively doing is being really mindful of the content that I'm consuming. I have unfollowed so many people that I know and so many people I don't know, like influencers and celebrities on my Instagram and on my TikTok and my Twitter, if the content doesn't align with me. If I see content that I'm not feeling something positively with, I'll just remove that person. I'll remove that following. I don't care. I think it's so important to ask yourself, is this content nourishing my soul? Is it expanding my mind? Is it making me feel good or is it making me feel feel less than? Is it inspiring me? Is this person someone that I look up to or am I just following them because I met them in college three years ago and I feel bad for unfollowing them? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I think another thing that I found to be very helpful are putting those app limits on your if you have an iphone you could do this i'm not sure if android does but you could put limits on your app so i have like an hour on instagram and 30 minutes on snapchat and 30 minutes on tiktok or whatever and even if some days i ignore the limit it's a good reminder and a checkpoint for me to know wow today i spent more than an hour on on instagram like let's cut it down a little bit this week so i think it's 
and so and oftentimes i'll see it and i'll be like okay i've been on instagram way too much today we're done we're done here <laughs> like no more i don't need to mindlessly scroll which brings me up to another point I do this so often and I'm actively trying to be more aware of when I do this and where I do this, but sometimes I'll be on my phone and all my notifications will be like cleared and stuff and I'll go on Instagram and I'll scroll and then I'll leave and then I'll go to TikTok and then I'll leave and then I'll lock my phone and then two minutes later I'm back on my phone on Instagram and nothing has changed. Like no one has posted anything new. And when I do that, I'm like, how embarrassing is it that I'm so conditioned to just go back to those apps? Like, why am I reaching for something knowing that there's nothing there going to be for me? Why can't I limit that? So now whenever I do catch myself constantly scrolling between apps, I lock my phone, I put it down for like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, And often it ends up being an hour without me going back onto those apps. So really checking in with yourself of like, are you scrolling endlessly in search of something or are you doing it just to pass time? And if it's to pass time, what other activity could you do besides being on your phone? Read a book, open a magazine, FaceTime a friend, write, um, do some exercise, go on a walk, run an errand. Like there's so many things you could do instead of just scrolling on your phone. So being very mindful of when you're reaching for your phone and which apps you're reaching for and catching yourself and stopping yourself. And that is how you break that pattern. Another topic is relationships. How can we be more mindful in relationships? Whether it's a a romantic relationship or a friend or a family member or a colleague. I heard this quote, I don't even know if it's a quote, but like just someone saying how usually when they're in conversation, they think more about their response than they do listen to what the other person is saying. And I heard this about a few years ago, maybe like a year or two ago, and that completely changed how I show up when I'm surrounded by other people. I talk a lot. I'm a fast talker. I have a lot of thoughts, but I talk a lot in conversations. I'm an extrovert, etc. Previously, before I heard that, I would always think about my response to what someone's talking about before I even gave them a chance to finish their own thought, which is ironic because why am I thinking about a response when I don't even know what the end of their saying is going to be so instead what I actively do is when I'm in a conversation with someone's I really just listen I really just open my ears and absorb what they're telling me and what they're talking about and I give myself a few seconds to pause and reflect and then I come up with my answer another thing about relationships is creating boundaries I think Boundaries are so important when it comes to all different type of people in your life. You don't have to answer right away. You don't have to give your energy towards people at every given point. You have to check in and ask yourself whether that person is draining it or expanding your energy positively and just being more mindful with who has access to you and how much access they have to you. So consider who is in your circle and be very mindful with that 
number or with that group of people because who you surround yourself with kind of dictates who you are and how you show up in this world. So you want to be very mindful with who is around you. Another topic is work. Being mindful at a job or in your career is very difficult because every, no matter where you work, it's demanding. No matter where, whether you are an entrepreneur or you're a content creator or an influencer or you work at a company, it, everything is demanding, especially in this day and age where we feel like we have access to everyone 24-7 because technically we do with technology. But one thing that I did from the get-go when I started my new job last summer was setting those boundaries. So how I do this is I block off my calendar 30 minutes, an hour throughout the week for myself, for focus time, for time for me to actually do the work or to catch up on emails or to gather my thoughts and myself or complete a task. I also take breaks throughout the day, whether it's a five minute break or a 30 minute break, I will take a break. I think it's so important to pause and reflect and then kind of collect your energy and collect yourself and then show up 100% 30 minutes later or 10 minutes later. I've also just realized lately that not everything is urgent and you don't need to get everything done right away. Going back to my last episode where I talked about how to reprioritize tasks, I think that's so important is how to mindfully plan for your day and making sure that whatever to-do list you have really benefits your mental health and really takes into account your sanity and your health. So reprioritizing tasks in a very mindful manner realizing that not everything is urgent, taking breaks when you need it. And then lastly, if you are someone who has meetings or you have a job where it's revolved around talking to people, one thing that I have really embodied is being present in those meetings, being present in those conversations, not multitasking, not doing something else on the side or not scrolling on my phone while I'm on Zoom. I really try to be present in those meetings because when I am present, I'm naturally absorbing all the information. So come two weeks later, if someone asks me, hey, Karin, what happened on March 27th? in that meeting, I'll know what happened because I was there and I remember it and I was present. And then last thing, when it comes to your career or your work, try to be the quiet one in the room until you have something valuable to say. So being very mindful with your speaking and how you show up so that it's it's productive and that it's valuable and that you can be an asset and that you're not just adding to the noise that's around you. Another topic is movement and exercise. This is a really big part of my life and for the longest time I had such a bad relationship with exercise. I've always loved it. I've always been an active person but for a very long time, it was a form of punishment for my body and not a way to nourish it or honor it. In the past six months, I really dedicated myself to Pilates and Pilates only. And that is when I saw the biggest changes in my physical composition. I feel more toned than ever. I feel stronger. I feel light. I feel confident. And it's 
it's not even just the exercise itself that I love, but it's really just how it makes me feel in my mindset. Previously, when I would go to the gym and spend an hour on the treadmill or doing weights or doing machines, it was always like, let me add another 10 minutes to the Stairmaster so I could burn another 100 calories, or let me do like another two reps because I need to get stronger. Whereas now when I do Pilates, I just show up and I feel so calm and relaxed and I don't feel any stress or anxiety. I don't have any, I don't have this overwhelming pressure to do so much. I'm just doing a little with what I have. When I remove that pressure and that stress, weight shed it off my body because stress is energy, right? So that energy just like came off of me from doing an, an exercise that really I lo- that I just love. So a way to think about this and changing your mindset to be more mindful is honoring what your body can do versus punishing it for what it doesn't yet look like. So when I'm doing Pilates, I am amazed by how many sit-ups I could do or like crunches or leg exercises. I'm just so present in it and I really feel my muscles working and I'm so honored and proud of my body for doing a very challenging exercise to the best of its ability and I know that the results will come after so I'm not even worried about it. In the moment, all I care about is how I'm feeling and it feels really good for me. I think another thing like how I mentioned that Pilates is now my favorite form of exercise I have tried everything in the books. I have tried every workout class you could think of in New York. I've tried boxing. I've tried berries. I've tried soul cycle. I've tried every single type of exercise you could think of. And it wasn't until I found Pilates, specifically Tasha Franken. So if you don't know her, check her out on Instagram. Her work is amazing. I look forward to waking up every day and doing my 20 to 30 minute Pilates sessions. I truly crave it whereas with previous exercises I was dreading it so much I would hate going to the gym for an hour I would like if I knew after work I was going to go to the gym or like go to a class at six o'clock and I didn't want to go to the class the entire day I would be thinking about how I didn't want to go to the class which that defeats the entire purpose so really finding an exercise or a form of movement that really works for you that makes you happy and that makes you feel good For some, that could just mean walking 30 minutes every day. For others, it could mean doing a 45-minute boxing class or going on an hour run. It's different for everyone. So find what works for you and make it something that you look forward to doing. And don't compare yourself to what other people are doing. Sometimes when I'm on TikTok and I see, I end up on like gym talk, I'll see girls doing squats and like deadlifts and this and that. And they look great and I'm so happy that they found their thing. But sometimes I'll be like, huh, should I be doing that too? And then instantly when I have that thought, I'm like, no, like I don't even want to be doing that. That's not how I like to honor my body. That's not what makes me feel good. So that's not the workout for me. Another thing which is really big in Pilates specifically, but this translates to any form of exercise, is really placing your attention on the parts of your body that you are exercising. So when I'm doing crunches, I place all of my mental capacity and attention on my abs. I really picture like my non-existent six-pack yet, like doing the work. 
if I'm working out my legs, I'll feel, I'll place my attention on my inner thighs or my thighs. Or if I'm working on my glutes, I'll place my attention there. And really just feeling the part of my body that I'm exercising, that is mastering mindfulness because you're really placing your attention on where it should be in that moment. Another category is your environment. Being very mindful with where you are and your the space around you. And this goes in two ways. The first is obviously who you surround yourself with and the people around you, which I kind of talked about before when I said when I talked about relationships, but really being mindful of who is in your circle. What people make you feel good? What make people make you feel like shit? Where do you feel the most yourself? Where do you feel the most happy? Who are the people that really uplift you and bring you up? Who are the people who lower you and drain you? Being very mindful with your circle and the environment that exists around you. And then the second end of that is your physical space and your physical environment. So your bedroom or your home, is it cluttered? Is there shit everywhere? When you are undressing or getting ready for the day, do you throw everything on your bed and then late at night you come home and you're like, shit, like my room is a mess. Being very mindful with all of the objects in your space, are they inspiring you? Do they make you feel good? Or is it adding to the clutter? So really removing things that clog up your space and your mind. I think it's called Minimalism on Netflix. It's a documentary that talks all about your environment and the space and how it affects your mindset. Highly recommend watching that. Um, and also a book by Alain de Botton called The Architecture of Happiness. It's all about interior design and architecture and how that really dictates our moods and how we feel and why certain things in society are set up the way they are whether it's like a hallway or why big windows in a bedroom are so necessary things like that so being really mindful of your environment and if there's something in your room that you just hate looking at take it out throw it away if there's something in your closet that you haven't worn in years why is it still there you know remove it get rid of it Make sure that your environment is not clogged because that will also affect your mood. And then the last topic is spending. Being mindful with how you spend your money. I truly believe that money comes and goes and I think it's a form of energy and a form of exchange. So how you spend your money will come back to you. And I am someone who likes to invest and I like to spend my money on quality things that I will have for years to come. But in the age of Amazon and one-click buying or Instagram checkout or being influenced on TikTok, a lot of us fall into the trap of unmindfully spending. We buy things right when we see it. We don't even know if we love it yet and we just give our money towards everyone and anything. Or when we're out with our friends and we're grabbing drinks, we just, you know, we have our credit card out. So we order another one or we buy something on the spot. Being very mindful in how you spend your money is so important. You know, one thing that I've been doing recently is every month when I get my credit card bill, really checking where and how I spend 
Am I spending a lot on eating out or dinners and drinks? Am I spending a lot on clothing? Right now I'm spending a lot on furniture, but for me that's mindful spending because I'm investing in pieces that I know I will have for years to come. But previously, like my Amazon orders were through the roof and half of the shit that I buy I don't wear or I don't even use and it's just sitting in my drawers and I got rid of them recently. But like check in with yourself on when you take your credit card out or is Apple Pay benefiting you or is it actually another mechanism for you to quickly spend money on something you don't need and then lastly like with spending there are some things that really do bring value to you and that you spend your money on every month for me my netflix subscription is the best thing i love it my meditation subscriptions the best thing i'll continuously spend money on that my supplements or concert tickets, like things like that where I know I'm getting value from, I will continuously spend my money on. But things that I don't really need, like buying another going out outfit from Amazon, I'm not gonna spend my money on that anymore. I have a beautiful wardrobe, I'll make it work. I'll find something that's I could wear. Even with clothing or skincare or makeup, like I have so much stuff. Do I really need to add something else to the mix or do I want to invest my money in a piece that I'll have and wear for a while or do I want to invest in a skincare product that I know is going to work wonders on my skin and buy just one thing instead of buying 10 little things and adding a 15-step routine that isn't really going to do much for me. So being very mindful with how frequently you spend your money, where you're spending your money, what things are actually bringing value to you and just thinking twice about when you insert your credit card or, you know, order something online. With all of that, so all of those categories, they all touch every part of your day. So obviously your morning routine is in the morning, you eat throughout the day, your relationships, your work, content consumption, your environment, your spending, all these little things add up to the 24 hours. And the more mindful we are through each and every one, the more present we are and the more grounded we become and the more satisfied and content we feel. So if you can actively be more aware of how you're showing up and if it's not in a mindful manner, shifting it so that it is, I promise you, you will feel so much better. You will feel lighter, you will feel more calm, you will feel more relaxed, you will feel more like yourself, and slowly you're going to be setting the foundation and building the patterns needed in order for you to become the ideal or better version of yourself. Mindfulness is not just sitting still, sitting quiet, it really affects every part of our day, and you can actively and easily live more mindfully whether it's 9 in the morning, 2 p.m. in the afternoon, or 11 p.m. at night. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this shifted what how you perceive mindfulness, and I hope it inspired you to change your routine a little bit starting tomorrow or starting today. I hope it shook you up and you're ready to go back out there and crush it. So that's it for today. Um, thank you for tuning in. 
follow, subscribe, leave a review, leave a comment. Um, let me know your thoughts. I'm, I'm really curious to hear how you guys are loving this podcast so far. If there's anything you want me to talk about, send me a DM. Um, if there's any guest you're hoping to see on here, shoot me a note. I have a few people lined up and in the process of process of getting a little bit more but would love to have people that you guys want to listen to so let me know and yeah thank you guys for tuning in have a lovely rest of your day bye